Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Second Take. Um, again, if you like our content, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify. Uh, we will be pumping out content regularly. NFL, NBA, the two sports that are most popular and that matter in the U.S. So if you're a soccer fan or a baseball fan, we don't talk about those sports because we don't really like them. But if you like the other stuff, check us out. Um, anyway, today we are diving straight into the power rankings. Another segment for week six, headed into week seven of the NFL 2023 NFL season. Ryan, we're going to go quick here. What or who are your top six, I guess, your your power rankings for this week? My power rankings for this week are number one, the 49ers. Number two, the Dolphins. Number three, the Lions. Number four, the Eagles. Number five, the Chiefs. And my outside looking in team is the Buffalo Bills. Wow. My biggest riser is obviously the Lions. They've just been impressive this year, playing really good, won four in a row. Like, I, I'm just, I'm feeling good about the Lions now. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't hate the Lions riser pick. I mean, they have a win over the Chiefs, so you got to put them over the Chiefs, in my opinion, right? Um, so you went Niners, Dolphins, Lions, Eagles, Chiefs. And you still got the Bills, even though they looked like crap against, and they shouldn't have won against New York with that terrible no call. They called it the play before the exact same thing, and then whatever. But I was a little mad because. Hey, man, a win's a win. They found a way to win, still super talented. Found a way to pay the refs. Okay. Yeah. And they're playing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, they're still third in scoring and third in points allowed. Like, this team's still pretty good. So, yeah, I'm not mad at it. Um, my number one, San Francisco. I'm not going to overreact. My number two, I went Miami as well. Crazy offense. I think it's the craziest offense we've ever seen. And then I'm going to go with uh, Philly at three. I've had them at three all year long. It was a, a rough loss, but Philly at three. Um, Lions at four. Kansas City at five. And I have Jacksonville as my mm. outside looking in team to have the win over the Bills. Um, and they're looking a lot better as of late. So Niners one, Dolphins two, Eagles three, Lions four, Chiefs five, and the Jaguars, if there was a number six or just right outside. Okay, so based on my list, because I had the Eagles basically number two for most of the season. I mean, they've been mm-hmm. slowly rising. They were my biggest dropper to number four. Why do you still believe the Eagles are ahead of the Lions in the power rankings? I think this is it's splitting hairs, to be honest. Uh, I would I like the Eagles defense a little bit better and their line. So they have the best line in football on both sides, arguably close to it. I mean, their defensive line's top five and their offensive line's probably the best in the whole, you know. NFL. And if you have that combination, uh, you're probably, you're just bound to be one of the best teams in the NFL. So I, I just like their, their O and D the offensive and defensive line a little bit more than I do the lions. Uh, they also have more big names on offense. I don't necessarily think their offense is any better. Um, and the lions have played really good. I mean, their top 
10 defensively this year, rating-wise. Uh, but the Eagles have been that. Uh, they're having a little bit of a slip-up this year. Um, experience, probably. Like, if I'm going to pick a team in a playoff game, I want to go with the Eagles, and that's why I have them ahead of the Lions right now. Just in a neutral field playoff environment, I pick the Eagles to win a game. I had the Lions ahead of the Eagles, mostly because of the Eagles' inconsistency on defense. They're currently in 16th in points allowed. And the Lions were surprisingly, like you said, in the top 10. They're at 9th in yep. points allowed. And they just have had less questions for me throughout the year. I mean, I know they don't have the same expectations as the Eagles do, because for the Lions, if they make the playoffs, it's a successful season, whereas the yeah. Eagles just lost in the Super Bowl. So I think that also contributes to how both people feel about these teams is the expectations. But I just think right now today, the Lions have been playing better football. So that's why I have them ahead in the power rankings. Um, I do also agree that the Eagles are an overall better team and I'd pick them to win, but just not playing as well right now as the Lions. Yeah, I I really I I went back and forth here. I also went back and forth for the first time all year between San Francisco and Miami. Oh. Mostly because of the injuries. How much of a role do you think the recent injuries to McCaffrey, Debo, and even Trent Williams played a role in your power rankings, or did you just not really... You just put the Niners there, because... So it, it would have played more of a role if I had heard about the severity of the injuries... So far, I haven't heard anything bad about these injuries, about anyone being out a prolonged period of time. And even if someone were to miss a game next week, I don't. it wouldn't have affected my rankings that much. But the fact that I haven't heard anything bad, it made it so it didn't come into a bigger consideration in my rankings. If we hear more later on, then that is something that would have contributed. But for now didn't didn't really matter and just Miami's defense is still one of those questions Suspect, like, yeah I agree. and I I question their contention status because teams that have had this mold have struggled to win Super Bowls yeah I agree that's basically the reason why I kept San Francisco high because their defense is still good enough to carry this team even if the offense is missing a playmaker or two um, Miami, that's not the case, right? However, Miami has the best offense of all time so far. So, you know, there's that. Uh, anyway, anything else you want to touch on power ranking wise before we move on to the deep dive segment? Nah, nothing with the power rankings. I feel, I feel pretty good about what we got up. All right. Well, let us know what you guys think of our power rankings. Whose is better, you know? And if we're both completely off base, right? Do the Jaguars deserve to get more mention? Are the Bills still that team? Let us know in the comments. All right. So today we're doing a deep dive. Another would you rather head to head, one of our favorite segments, NFL wise. And today we are going to do a player that has really played well this year in Travis Etienne. Um, we're going to have a running back comparison. We're going to compare him to Brees Hall, Damian Pierce, Kenneth Walker, and DeAndre Swift. And we are going to start off, Ryan. Who would you rather have 
between Travis Etienne and DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift is the most experienced back out of this bunch. I'll let you know that. He has the most career seasons under his belt. Yes. Um, the biggest question with DeAndre Swift has always been his injury problems over the course of his career. He gets rushing touchdowns. I mean, he's had eight before. He's had a five and a five season, two so far this year. He's a really, really good receiving threat for a running mm-hmm. back as well. He's had a 400-yard season, multiple 300-yard seasons with the injuries, so missing a couple games would be higher if he played more. Um, so far this year, he's on pace for a career rushing season, a little bit lower in the receiving yards. Um, he is really, really dynamic, though, um, in being able to do both. But the thing is, Travis Etienne last year was really, really good as like a workhorse type of guy getting over a thousand yards. He only had five touchdowns, but so far this year, he already has those five rushing touchdowns to match last year. And he's on pace to have a better receiving season as well. So he's getting more involved in the offense and the thing is, DeAndre Swift was, wasn't even the original starter for the Eagles to start the year. It was Kenneth Gainwell until he got hurt. And so because of the injury concerns and him kind of being that second string guy to start the year, I'm going with Travis Etienne. Oh, yeah, I th- DeAndre Swift. I think this is probably the easiest one out of the group uh, to decide against. Travis Etienne is my pick as well. Travis Etienne has averaged 89, basically 90 total yards per game between receiving and rushing ever since he's been drafted into the NFL. So about 90 yards per game, 4.7 yards per per attempt, and he's gotten 10 touchdowns in 23 total games played. He hasn't missed a game. Played all 17. Well, he played 17 last year. Um, so this is excluding the playoffs, but 17 last year, full season, and he's played all of them so far. DeAndre Swift, you know, he's good for about 12 to 13 games a year. He'll miss a quarter of your season, pretty much, if, if you know, the trend keeps up. He's only averaged 61 yards per game between receiving and rushing. So it's a, a 30-yard drop-off per game. And he's also, he's averaged 4.7 yards per carry. And he's gotten t- more touchdowns, but he's he's played more games. So I think this one's a pretty easy one. Travis Etienne's a little bit more explosive, a little bit more workhorse back. And he's been healthier. So I'm definitely in agreement there over DeAndre Swift. Oh, yeah. Um, moving on to player that's kind of under the radar, uh, because of the team he plays for in Damian Pierce, the Houston Texans, another second year back. Who would you go between go with between Travis Etienne and Damian Pierce? Between Damian Pierce and Travis Etienne, I would take Travis Etienne over Damian Pierce. Pierce had a solid year rushing last year, uh, 900 yards on a bad team. Um, I know he got hurt to end the season as well, so he would have hit that 1,000-yard mark. He's had a slow start this year, though. He hasn't had as many touches as he got last year. Um, 
not as many career touchdowns between this year and last year. He only has five total, which ETN had last year and already has this year. So he has twice as many touchdowns just rushing um, than Damian Pierce. And I just, I don't think it's that close necessarily either because ETN also has more rushing yards, more yards per carry, more receiving yards, more all-around touchdowns. And I kind of question, based on how the Texans have used him this year, if they believe Damian Pierce is their future running back or a part of their future. Yeah, I agree. Um, Damian Pierce has slightly more yards per game total-wise than DeAndre Swift, 77. Um, uh, Still, you know, 12 yards less per game than Travis Etienne. Yards per carry is lower at 3.8 compared to 4.7, like you were saying. And he's only got six total touchdowns, including one reception. Like you were saying, he has five rush, and he's got one receiving touchdown compared to Travis Etienne's 10 total so far. So in every category, he's not as good. Um, He's played less games. He's accounted for less points, less yards per carry, and less total yards per game. So now... I do understand that, you know, certain running backs get more touches than others. But there's a reason, you know. I just think Travis Etienne's a little bit more explosive. So that one was a pretty easy one as well. Travis Etienne over Damian Pierce. All right, moving on to the final two, I think is a big argument to be had here. Uh, These three running backs are all really close. And I want to see... Where you stack up Kenneth Walker the third with Travis Etienne. Yes. So this one's this very one, close. This one was close. This one was close for sure. Kenneth Walker didn't start the year, his rookie season, as the main guy as the starter, but he came on really strong by the end of the year and he finished with nine rushing touchdowns. Now, he's not the receiving threat that Etienne is. But he has improved so far this year, and he's on pace to do better than uh, he did last year for Walker. Uh, he already has six rushing touchdowns this year, um, even with the backup running back, the rookie from UCLA, who Seattle's been wanting to use as well. They have very similar uh, yards per attempt this year. Last year, Walker was around four-ish, around four flat. Uh, but overall, between the two taking Kenneth Walker over Travis Etienne due to the touchdown scoring and the fact that because he didn't get as many touches early in the year last year compared to the end of the year I think his production would have been that much better if he was getting touches consistently throughout the year just as I think it will end the season as well I'm in agreement here I I went back and forth with these two for like 20 minutes like okay stat wise they're really close kenneth walker 83 total yards per game on average first career compared to travis etienne's 90 so etienne's got a little bit more like you said a little bit better of a receiving back their yards per carry career wise are 4.7 compared to 4.5 so they're almost the exact same uh but Kenneth Walker's got five more touchdowns. Now, I will say not all touchdowns are created equal. Not all backs get the heavy dose of work goal line. 
right? DeAndre Swift for a long part of his career was getting cherry cherry picked. Uh, Jamal Williams. <laughs> Jamal Williams was DeAndre Swift would get him there, and then Williams would just Every take two steps in. Single goal line carry was Jamal Williams. <laughs> so you know, take it with a grain of salt. The uh, the touchdown discrepancy because not all not all running backs get the goal line work right, but. I would go with Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker just because I think he is a bit more explosive. He has big big play capability, yeah. and uh, he can tear you know, a simple five-yard run, and he can turn it, take it to the house. A little bit more than Travis Etienne does. Travis Etienne reminds me of a kind of a multi-purpose back. Um, does a lot of his damage in the rec- receiving game. But both, man, this was close. But I'm going with Kenneth Walker. Over Travis. Yeah. And a big reason as well why I put Walker in that position is like you said, he's had more runs where he's just torn away from people and taken it to the house, resulting in those touchdowns. And he has more of that explosive ability, even though the Seahawks, I think, are generally considered a little bit better of an offense than the Jaguars, at least last season. But that that also helped give him the slight edge um, over Etienne, in my opinion. Well, Kenneth Walker was a big reason why that was and why that is, right? So both of these backs are exceptional. Um, but So we both pick Kenneth Walker over Travis Etienne. Moving on to another one that was very close and very difficult for me, um, mostly because of the lack of uh, volume, I guess you could say, on Brees Hall's part. But Travis Etienne versus Brees Hall, who you take in as the better back? This one was so difficult because Brees Hall has not played nearly as many games. And played about everything, half. Yeah. everything deep down inside of me says to take Brees Hall, take Brees Hall, because he just looks better to me. He looks more talented, but he just missed half of his first year. His workload this year has been limited, but he his yards per carry last year was 6.5, and it's 5.8 this year. But the thing is, Travis has been more healthy. He had a 1,000-yard season. Last year, he had you know the 5.1 yards per attempt, already the five TDs this year. I, For that reason, I picked Travis Etienne over Brees Hall just because he's been getting more work. He's been more healthy overall. I know he missed his rookie season the whole season, but last two years he's been there. He's been getting carries. I like Brees Hall if he's fully healthy and I get a full year out of him, but he just he hasn't done that yet. Yeah, so I'm going to take everything that you said, the the urge you know that you had, to take Brees Hall over Travis Etienne, the inner desire that you had, and I'm going to give it a voice because I went with Brees Hall. Okay, okay. Let's, let's just, hear what that I'm, voice has to say. He's just a, a better back. I know that he has injury problems, and Travis Etienne's been way healthier. But, I mean, what running back stays healthy? So I'm going to go with the guy that averages a whole yard and a half more per carry, you know, and give him the ball because 
Brees Hall, the only thing that's limiting him is the fact that the Jets don't give him enough carries. Okay. This guy doesn't get the ball enough. He's averaging 6.1 yards per carry. He's only averaging 72 total yards per game. But since the discrepancy is volume, he's just not getting the ball as much. And it's stupid. So I'm going to go with the guy that looks like Adrian Peterson mm. with Brees Hall. Yeah, and that's the thing with the Jets is I've felt that way about them all year is they need to run the ball more. They need to get, especially Brees Hall, more touches. I mean, they don't even give Dalvin Cook almost anything. But Brees Hall just, it feels like he's a star. It feels like he's he a, star. a star. Yeah. It's just, well, it's, it's right there. It's right there. It's so close to happening. So close. I would say there are three stars on this list, and Brees is the brightest of them all. That's my take, and that's why I'm taking him. Uh, the yards per carry cannot be ignored. Travis Etienne, though, the health. I think if you were going to say, like you said, the one case Travis Etienne has over him is health. But uh, I'm going with Brees, man. He needs to get the ball more. And just let him eat because he has the biggest big play run capability out of anyone on this list. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. So uh, hopefully the Jets wise up and just give him the ball. Because they're not doing it enough, nearly enough. But now if you were to kind of rank these running backs from one to five, what would the order be? Let's see. So the order would be for me would be Kenneth Walker one, Travis Etienne two, Brees Hall three, DeAndre Swift four, and Damian Pierce five. And the only reason Brees Hall is three, like I said, he just hasn't had the usage so far the carries that these other guys have had. But deep down inside of me, I, I feel like by the end of this season, potentially he'll be number one on that list. Yeah, I have Brees one, uh, Walker two, ETN three. Uh, I honestly have Damian Pierce four. Mm. Uh, granted, it's just really close. And then Swift five. Swift, just the total yards per game is not really there. I mean, he's only 61 yards per game, including his receiving yards. So I like Damian Pierce a little bit more, a little bit more of a workhorse at back. But Swift finds the end zone a little bit more. I wouldn't get mad if you put Swift over Pierce, but that would be my order. Brees Hall first, Kenneth Walker second, Travis Etienne third, Damian Pierce four, and DeAndre Swift five. Not bad. My only thing with DeAndre Swift and Damian Pierce is uh, DeAndre Swift has always had other running backs with him in Detroit, like Jamal Williams. Damian Pierce had the backfield to himself, essentially, last year. So I think that was a big reason why he just had more yards per game. I think if you switch them places, Swift would do a little better in that opportunity if he were able to stay healthy. But besides that, can't hate it. Yeah, it's true. Swift's going to have a career year that can keep up with pretty much anybody on this list. I think a large part of that is because he's on the Eagles offense. So by far 
he's in the best position out of any of these running backs right now. But yeah, very interesting conversation. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Who's the best back out of this group of guys? Let us know in the comments. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, see ya.